Sci-Fi Fans is the official podcast of science fiction author W.A. Blinko. Before today's episode, I'd just like to mention how this podcast is made. Thank you so much for listening to that short advert. It really does help this podcast. Now, without further ado, on with the show. Hi and welcome back to Sci-Fi Fans. I'm your host, Wayne author of Broken Ceasefire and Xander's Salvation. Both of these stories are available on Amazon. Broken Ceasefire is available on other platforms as an ebook. In this episode of the podcast, I'd like to talk to you about the 3D epic Avatar, directed by as well as written by James Cameron, starring Sam Worthington, Sigourney Weaver, Zoe Salander, with Stephanie Lang and Michael Rodriguez. It's a sci-fi action-adventure set on the planet Pandora, Our hero is a paraplegic marine who has been dispatched to the moon on a unique mission. Avatar won three Oscars and went on to become a multi-billion dollar success. What I like about this film is it's a real James Cameron gem. What do I mean by that though? Quite simply, it has everything that you would expect in a James Cameron film with his quality of directing and writing. You can uh, see the influences of his early work in Avatar and for me the look of some of the gunships are modernised versions of the dropships from Aliens. Also the exoskeleton suits again could very well be taken straight out of the Alien universe. Avatar was a film many years in the making. James Cameron came up with the idea and planned to have the film released in 1999. At that time, though, special effects weren't what they needed to be, and his initial budget, he wanted $400 million. But because of this price, a lot of the studios in 1999 wouldn't give him the go-ahead. When made, however, Avatar would be one of the most expensive films, with an estimated budget of $280 million, but it would go on to become the highest-grossing film of all time, so... Not quite the 400 that he was asking initially. Back in 1999, um, not wanting to give up on his project, the realism of Gollum in Lord of the Rings is actually what persuaded James Cameron that technology had caught up with his vision for him as to how to make Avatar. And um, James Cameron must be extremely patient because after waiting nearly 10 years for the technology to catch up with his vision... Avatar would take a further four years to finish off from pre-production to release. When Sam Worthington auditioned for his role, he was actually living in his car and said in an interview that it was easier for him to master the Nave language than it was the American accent, as I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but he is actually Australian. All of um, Zoe Salander's scenes were filmed with her being there on set, but it took a year to capture and transfer all of her vocal and facial expressions to that of the Navi. Incidentally, most of the animal noises are recycled dinosaur noises from Jurassic Park. James Cameron wanted an unknown actor to play Jake Scully, And this was to give the character a real quality and essentially he wanted Jake Scully to be the bloke down the pub that you'd want to have a beer with but then goes on to become a leader that can change the world by accident. 
This is probably why um, Matt Damien and uh, Jake Glenhall were rejected by Cameron, despite the studio expressing their preferences for one of those actors. And I think, to be honest, up until this point, James Cameron had a phenomenal track record that if I was in charge of the studio, I, would have, I wouldn't have argued, I would have just gone with whatever he said. Also, James Cameron considered Jodie Foster and Jamie Lee Curtis for the role of Dr Grace Augustine. Cameron's reason was that Sigourney Weaver was his safe choice and this was also the first time since Aliens that Sigourney Weaver and James Cameron had worked together. Avatar was also the first film that he had directed since Titanic in 1997. And it's worth mentioning that Titanic at this point was the highest grossing film of all time. James Cameron um, also has a reputation as being a bit tough on his sets. And this doesn't really surprise me given that some of the problems that he had on the set of Aliens with the predominantly British crew not giving him the credit that he deserved. And that may have been because uh, he was a relatively unknown director when he made Aliens and The Terminator hadn't been released at that point. But allegedly, on the set of Avatar, James Cameron would keep a nail gun on site. And uh, what he would do is use this nail gun to <laughs> pin the cell phone that had the misfortune of ringing while on set and he would pin it to uh, a wall above the exit sign. Um, did you know that the cigarette that Sigourney Weaver smokes is totally computer generated? And were Sam Worthington's character obviously being an amputee, which meant that when Sam Worthington was sitting on his wheelchair, his legs were tucked underneath him and into the chair, they would then be digitally removed in post-production. Some of the CGI scenes, and let's be honest, there is a fair few in Avatar, took on average 47 hours to render. And I think this is partly because of the 3D effects, because it wasn't just a normal film, it was a 3D film with all these uh, CGIs. Another complication with the CGI and the special effects is, and I don't know if you noticed this, all of the animals on Pandora have six limbs. And that is except for the humans and the Nave. James Cameron was confident that this film would be a success, although 20th Century Fox were concerned because of the way Titanic's expenses grew and Titanic was also played by production overruns. James Cameron promised to go without his director's fee because of this if um, Avatar flopped. Sigourney Weaver's Avatar character wears a Stanford tank top and Sigourney Weaver actually attended Stanford in the early 1970s. The process of giving Sigourney Weaver's avatar her likeness proved to be quite difficult for the effects team as Sigourney Weaver's features didn't quite translate well when converting them into the Narve that we see on screen. So given the fact that her avatar, the Narve avatar that is, was supposed to be 18 years younger than Sigourney Weaver's character Grace, artists at Stan Winston Studios used pictures of Sigourney Weaver from Alien as the basis for her features of, as her features on the Narve. Avatar has a reputation for being an anti-war film and this is something that I think critics seem to latch onto and they described it as such. However, 
the messaging that James Cameron sees within Avatar is more of a pro-environmentalists and we've got to uh, look after this planet. James Cameron has even described himself as a little bit of a tree hugger. Now I don't know, um, I don't know if you know this or not, probably if you have listened to the podcast, but James Cameron got the idea for Terminator while suffering from food poisoning. Well, guess what? He got the idea of the Na'vi, at least partially, inspired by um, a dream that James Cameron, James Cameron's mother had. In this dream that she had, it was all about a tall blue woman. James Cameron wasn't always a world famous writer or director, and one of his jobs was as a model maker on the 1980 film Battle Beyond the Stars. His boss at that time was Chuck Kaminsky. Cameron repaid Chuck Kaminsky by employing him as one of the artists on Avatar. And if you haven't seen Battle Beyond the Stars, then do check it out. It's a little bit cheesy, but thoroughly enjoyable. Because of all the new technology that James Cameron had partially helped invent, he thought it remarkable that after 25 years into his career, he effectively was making a film that he didn't know how to use the equipment for. Avatar was the first science fiction film that James Cameron had made that has absolutely no connection to nuclear weapons. They are not mentioned and they're not used. And um, with that, um, I'd just like to say thank you very much for listening to the podcast. And uh, that's where I'm going to wrap it up on this week's episode. So, yeah, cheers. If you can leave a review on your preferred platform that you're listening to me on, please do. And if you also feel that other people would appreciate this podcast that I do every week, then please do spread the word. And it just really leaves me to say thank you very much for stopping by for the last 10 minutes or so. I really do appreciate your support. Follow me on my other social media platforms. Details coming up. Take care of yourselves and I hope you come back for next week's episode. Cheers. Before I go, I'd just like to mention that I have a YouTube channel, Sci-Fi Fans, and TikTok channel, Sci-Fi Fans. I also have a website where you can find out about my latest projects and more about my books, and that's wayneblinko.com, W-A-Y-N-E-B-L-I-N-K-O.com. And uh, yeah, that's just where I'm going to wrap up this episode. Thank you very much for listening, and I look forward to seeing you on the other platforms. And um, yeah, take care of yourselves. Until next week. Bye. All information in this podcast episode is researched by myself, Wayne Blinko. I use various websites such as IMDb or official websites from actors, films or film studios. Thank you very much.